0: Welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is a show where we take a K-drama, we watch it two episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it.
1: Yeah, this week we watched Worst of Evil episodes 9 and 10. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. We should have watched 9 through 12. Honestly, I need that finale. I need that sweet release. I had the thought multiple times, this sounds really rude. It is not, I promise, it's not a, like, quality issue. I think it's, again, a mindset issue for me. I had the thought multiple times during these episodes that it's unbelievable to me that we are still, like, that there's still episodes to watch because it just feels like it it should be over. Is that awful? Is that a terrible way to put it? No, it's, I get it. And like,
0: maybe it's mindset. Maybe it was our approach. Like, I think two episodes at a time works for a lot of shows. But I guess this just wasn't one of them. I needed it to go faster because it feels like we are suspending our disbelief for so long of like, this dude. Is an undercover cop and he's any week now he's going to get caught and the whole thing's going to blow up and it's all going to go bad. And um, I can't I can't keep believing that he's not been caught. I can't keep believing that things are going to end well and the bad guys are going to go to jail and the good guys are going to walk away just fine. Completely mentally and emotionally unscathed from this experience. <laughs>
1: and everything will be fine and nothing hurts (laughs) (laughs) so why do I have to keep watching it get worse before it gets better yeah it's been really these last two episodes yeah it just hit home that I was like I just feel like I want not even like I just want to be done with this but just like uh but maybe that is what it is I don't know how else to put it I'm ready I'm ready for that finale because it like you said, it is a long time to be like, we're suspending our disbelief here. And, and yeah, I don't know. I, I think also it really hit, especially in episode um, nine, that I just don't envision a world in which Wee Jong and Junmo's relationship survives this. Right? Right. And that was tough. That was tough to be like, it's always darkest before the dawn, but this dawn seems like it's gonna not be great. It just
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is this is you got up at three a.m. to watch the sunrise, and
1: there's clouds, and you're like, oh, oh, have I made a fatal mistake? Yeah, not like beautiful, like wow, the clouds are really making this sunset even more mm-hmm. beautiful. But like, uh you cannot see. You it's still see. dark. It's not even getting lighter outside.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's still really dark. Um yeah everything is bad i feel bad for We jong obviously we've established she's our favorite character by far by yeah. miles and just her looking at her husband as he hacks a machete into a man you can see in her eyes that she's like okay so now i have two men who i can tell they have said they have acted in ways that show that they would burn the world for me. They would kill indiscriminately in my name. They would take this city to the ground for me. But do I want that? No, yeah, have I who's asked asking for that? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> you dumb son of guns. Like stop doing this for me. Like quote unquote for me. I don't want it.
1: Yeah no one asked you for this, no one wants this, no one wants to see this, and uh, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, I know that this whole thing started where Junmo was using this as his way to finally, you know, gain recognition past who his family is, and finally you know, get to provide the life he envisions for himself and Weijong, I guess but that is like, to me, it wasn't a very good, so I always struggle with that thing where people, where people base so much on their status that they can't really see what they have. Because again, it's one of those things where it's like, We Jung is not asking for this. We Jung is happy with you and her life. And if you want to do this for you, then say that like say you're doing it for you because if you're saying you're doing it for the two of you to like have a happy life you're that's not what's happening you're ruining it like your your relationship is gonna burn yeah so if this is more important than your relationship then i guess do that but but she had a happy life she was happy and you took that away from her yeah and don't ever say that this is for her ever because and like to his credit also i thought that the Phone calls, like, the messages she received and the juxtaposition between those was pretty great as far as it was, like, it was Gichol being like, this will never happen again, so just stay with me. Or, like, you know, I, it, there was him kind of saying what he needed to to keep her in his life versus the juxtaposition of Junmo mo and his message saying what he needed to know that she was safe, right? Like he wants her to be safe, um, but knows that he has to keep going with this versus, um, you know, Kichol is doing more of the, I can change, uh, (laughs) just, just wait and I'll, I'll make this all right. Just stay with me. Kind of thing. Kind of, I don't know. I'm sure that there's some, something more that, I should be taking, especially since I'm the one who brought it up. That I should be taking from that juxtaposition. Really, all I've got is that maybe Junmo is a touch more noble than Kichol, but we kind of knew that. I don't know what that says for you know the big picture of what we were supposed to take away from that, and if one of them is supposed to, if if Junmo was supposed to have been correct, right, or or that's. The better way, really, it's just kind of the way he was handling it, and it it feels a little bit better, but at the end of the day, um both are both are bad.
0: <laughs> You're both doing a bad job, but for p- for slightly different reasons, not pretty different reasons, but slightly different reasons, yeah, and it's enough that hopefully we can walk away from this still somewhat liking Park Jun Mo, despite all the things that he's done. Yeah. Very like. I guess it was in the name of honor and protecting your country, and not yet to your point. Not just as selfish. I want to get out from my family's name. I want to make my wife's family recognize me. I want my wife to be proud of me. It's like, <laughs> okay, those seemed noble in episode one, but we've we've gone pretty far off the deep end, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need a few reasons to like you again, because it's getting harder and harder.
1: Yeah, it is. It's it's gotten to the point where he's so in it, and it's not even like I feel like he's losing himself. It's that I feel like as a viewer, I'm kind of losing perspective on who Junmo is as a character, which mm-hmm. is another pacing thing where it's kind of like, if this had ended in these episodes maybe I would have not lost that grasp. Maybe it, it had already happened, but I'm kind of in a place where I f- don't feel like I have anyone except Wejung to root for, and we're just watching her life get destroyed by the men who love her. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's
0: the point. Maybe going into the finale, I can only speak for myself, but I feel like you and I are on the same page of the show's premise is that these two good people, Wee Jung and Park Jun Mo, go in to this undercover operation and they come out of it still being pretty good people. And you've got the quote unquote bad people on the other side who all go to prison. And like, it's all clean, it's a happy ending, it's all taken care of. That's just as a pretty simple minded viewer, that's fully what I expected. And so g- these last couple episodes especially started really chipping away at that expectation where they doubled down on Junmo changing. They have him murdering a lot of people, which he wouldn't do at the beginning. They have him telling Miss Lee that he likes her, which he wouldn't do even two episodes ago. But it's like, I get it. Because they also have the villain's becoming more three-dimensional where we have both Gichol who like uh, is very like greedy and selfish but also has this one tiny nugget of goodness in him where he's like I'll clean up my act for the woman I love and it's like okay uh, it's a little too little too late but you know it's cute it's pure and then Miss Lee who I think is a much more fascinating character because she's like I just want to live a normal life. I was born into the drug trade. I have never spent a moment without my dad's like bestie, my dad's right-hand man at my side, watching everything I do and reporting it back to someone. I kind of just want to be free, and I'm doing everything in my power to do that. And you're like, okay, I get why Junmo fell in love with you, because you're a pretty authentic, genuine person. Even if you're doing all this bad stuff, you were born into it. You were forced into it. It's much more complex than Gi just like choosing that life.
1: Yes. Yeah. I love her character so much. I also though, again, it's stressing me out because even you just said like, oh, I see why Junmo loves you or, you know, likes yeah. you, but it's like. Does he? Or is it all a lie? What's real? God, I hope it's a lie. Yeah, it's gotta be a lie, right? But then it's, like, sad, because I love her. But also, I mean, in a way, he's working to take her down, too. And she's genuinely trying to get out in a way that it's, like, like you said, she was born into it and wants to get out. That's kind of the villain I was almost hoping that Kichol would be, so that we could get, like, a fast and furious story out of this Uh where the bad guy isn't so bad and we actually love him. But instead we've got like, she's that for me, right? Where I'm like, no, we, she, she wants out. Is she like the best person? Absolutely not. But like, no one is a good person in this. Everyone's bad. She is though a complicated person who did not choose the life that she is now not necessarily even forced into, but has like known nothing else. It's what she's always done as because she was born into it and, and doesn't want any part of it. And she's like that complicated gray area that you would be, it would really hurt to see her punished by the system that is taking down someone who does choose the life. Uh, Like Gichol, who also like, like we were saying now wants out, but it's kind of like, and still kind of greedy in the way that he wants out where he's like yeah it it's for love but it's not really I i don't know who am i to say that his love isn't a noble love it's just kind of what it is and it's sad and uncomfortable cuz we're pretty sure we jung doesn't love him but again every every line here is blurred and complicated and difficult and it's so hard to keep dealing with all of the ever shifting like we we don't even know what the like because we as viewers are not omniscient, like they do not give us like it's it's all very contextual. It's implied. And so we don't actually know, especially if we're small brain like me, like we don't <laughs> actually know where the lines are anymore.
0: Yeah, but we know where the lines were supposed to be. In episode <laughs> one, they told us there were good guys and bad guys. And that by episode 12, the good guys would have all these awards and the bad guys would be in prison forever. And yeah, it's really hard rounding the bend to the finish line and being like, I don't know which ones I want to rot in prison forever and which ones I want to walk away. And Yeah. Even the ones who walk away, they don't seem okay. They don't seem like they're going to be good. Um, nope. So, but yeah, um, to that little nugget you threw in there, I don't think Wee-Jong is in love with Geechul at all. But yeah. also, has he ever asked her a single question? I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> it feels very much more 500 Days of summer where yes. he's like, I know who you are in my head. You are my imaginary girlfriend that I've had for years. And now that you're telling me you also love me, that's all I need. No questions asked.
1: Yeah, that I've been sold on, I sold myself the dream already. Uh, literally yeah. all I needed was a, the smallest modicum of buy-in from Jung to like completely throw everything out the window. But yeah, that is such a good comparison. His love for her is so 500 days of summer. He has made up this life, this narrative, how things should be, how things are going. And that's, I think, why everything feels, I guess why, like I said, I can't necessarily call his love not noble or whatever. It is what it is to him, but that's the thing, right? Is he has set all of the... um All of the conditions, he's set all of the narrative. He has put everything in place for himself without without any real input from the other side. And he's been doing it since he was a teenager.
0: Yeah, and I love that all of his friends called him out for it. Every single one of them has one by one been like, this is not a good relationship. You should not be with her for a plethora of reasons. And, like, it makes for a good story that he's like, I don't
1: care. Yeah. But it's hard to watch as a relationship. Yeah, it's so hard to watch. It's also, there is a part of me that got (laughs) kind of in my feelings. Like, I got my feelings hurt by the fact that Wee Jung entered this investigation to help save her husband's life. And now... Her entering into this investigation is actually the thing that could potentially ruin the investigation because he's giving up the life, quote unquote, for her. And so and so. there is a part of me that's kind of pissed where I'm like, <laughs> she gave up so much and she's going to be, I guess not even she is the reason. His weird ass narrative and his obsession with her is going to be the reason. So like her ever entering into this is going to be the reason that his... Um, that this investigation is on thin ice, that it could fail at any moment, because if we don't catch him now, it's over. It's done, um, because he's out and we won't have anything to catch him on anymore.
0: That's fair. But I also feel that way about Sung and him taking more and more steps. Like, it, I guess, I just don't get the whole negotiations thing, anything that was happening, because it seemed like. More and more, Park Jun Mo was expected to take the lead and be like, I am going to try really hard to keep this drug trade together so that it doesn't all collapse underneath us. And more and more often, Gichol was like, I don't know, it doesn't really, I'm not really going to try very hard, you know? And I was like, I didn't, I didn't get the impression that stuff was for We Jung because he was very, like, doing both things at the same time. It seems like he still needed the money from the drugs. It seems like he fully expected the drug trade to keep going after he left and abdicated everything. So, like, why was he not at all involved and very, like, I want my apology before I'm going to keep anything going? And, like, there were tricks involved. There was actual literal stabbing, not even backstabbing. (laughs) But, like, why why was he so hands-off and very, like... I guess Sungo is going to take over. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, psych, I was in it the whole time. I was making plans. I didn't tell you about it. And yeah, we get, obviously, like, that's a whole thing between them where now Jun-mo's like, oh shit, he might not trust me the way I think he does because I was left out of all of this planning. I thought I was the guy. I thought I was the new guy. He took me to meet his family. He doesn't ever do that. <laughs> and then, yeah, having that rug pulled out from under him. But yeah, it's weird because there doesn't seem to be any real justification other than keeping us on pins and needles that mm-hmm. he was he was always in it, but we didn't know that because we're watching it from Junmo's point of view. But yeah, like you said, it's it's still going. It's still going to go. And it sounds like they're trying to get, you know, this one last sale off or whatever before Kichol is out, but maybe it keeps going. Maybe he just passes it on to his next guy. so Is that the other guy? Hisung? Like, maybe. Hisung? Um, but yeah, anyway, like, I don't know what the intention is, but it's like, yeah. Yeah, clearly like, I'm not keeping up. <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, yeah, it's probably all there in the story. But there have been multiple times that um, we've discussed it before on the podcast. I have become a stupid baby, and I cannot do the torture scenes. The torture scenes are much.
0: There's so much.
1: Yeah, they're too heavy. The baseball scene was awful. Um, That was that one was pretty bad. The butchering worst. Scene at the very top of episode nine was was really bad, but there's something about killing men in a fight versus actual like torture of a person of a stationary person who cannot fight back. There is a different feel. There's a different vibe, and that that baseball torture scene, that police brutality is so fucked up. I hate it so anxiety inducing because it's also a cop it's a cop and we know that that's a problem and it's very common in k-dramas for them to be like yeah corrupt police what do you do but it's wild to watch a whole torture scene where a cop is running the torturer.
0: yeah and i appreciate it for the show being about how far cops will go to get The bad guys, like, I appreciate that they're, like, and that means that most of the time they're not good people. Like, I don't know. I like a show that doesn't paint cops as heroes.
1: Yeah. And this show
0: is, like, double down,
1: double down, (laughs) double down. They're not just not heroes. They are the villains. They are so bad. Okay. They might be the worst of evil. (laughs) Like, that might not be Kijol. That might be... The cops. It was
0: a misdirect the whole time. Um, Which, yeah, it seems like that's the direction they're going. I was surprised he didn't hit a pregnant woman. Like, here we are. It is awful. I was
1: very worried for her. I was very concerned.
0: I'm so grateful that Dohyeon came through on his word and was like, you're walking into a very dangerous situation. You're going to have to trust me a lot. Here's where you're going to go on day one. Here's where you're going to be transferred to on day two to protect you. Day four, you're going to go to this woman's shelter. Like, I got you, boo. And she's like, I don't trust you for shit, but it's worth a shot. And like, yeah, he came through. He came through for her.
1: Yeah, Dohyun came through. The thing is, is I'm almost always done with Dohyun shit. Like, I'm yes. pretty much <laughs> in a place where I am that scene where... um we Jung straight up just walks out. He's like, let me help you. And oh she's God, like, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is me, just my general attitude toward him for the most part. But that was a Do Hyun saving move where I'm like, uh, he might be one of the better characters in the show.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, not quite We Jung level, but he's up there. Yeah. And I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, simply because he's a cop who's good for his word and isn't, I don't know, he seems to genuinely be trying to do things for the right reasons, even though he kind of sucks at it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think he and Junmo both got in over their heads. Like, they have that scene in the car together where he's like, you gonna be all right when you get out of there, buddy? And Junmo's like, I'm fine. it's <laughs> it's very clear that they're both like he's not fine he's anything but fine he will never be the same again he will never be the same again and dohyeon's face is like oh i fucked up that's not that's not great on me i appreciate that reflection reflect on this as maybe your life's worst mistake we got two more episodes to see maybe jimmo's perfectly fine yeah maybe he gets therapy after this. I feel like he has to, paid by the government
1: for the rest of his life. Yeah. Therapy and promotion all the way to the top. He just became the president of Korea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if he needs that. I don't know if he no. needs the pressure. It's too much pressure. He honestly just needs to be sent on a forever vacation maybe after this, but like with honors, Yeah, that's what he needs. That's what he needs.
0: He needs all the awards. And then just let him do whatever he wants. Like, relax, bud. Don't worry about
1: anything. Your life is paid for, including your hundreds of hours of therapy to (laughs) move past the things that you had to do. Okay. Oh,
0: okay. I have two more notes. One, we got Junmo's dad involved.
1: That was terrifying. That was awful. Especially, so the scene... At their wedding was tough and then to have um yeah his dad come back in as someone that uh shoot what's his face um Mingu Mingu is catching on to potentially he, he immediately is like both of my kids are cops hey bud shut up <laughs> just for once be cool you Do are st- shown
0: the picture in your wallet there you- <laughs> Yeah. Such a fucking narc. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I assume he's safe. Like, I have to so that I can sleep tonight. I assume that he doesn't have a wallet. He doesn't have any pictures. He did not tell Huang Minggu who his son and daughter-in-law are. It's going to be fine.
1: Yeah. I, so, but here's the thing. What do we think? How do we think it plays out if very, very bad person, but also cop Mingu finds out that that, that Junmo is under an undercover cop? It's what not good. We, it, it can't be good. I cannot fathom what that looks like, though. Right? Where I'm like, what happens? What happens if he finds out? Because it's like what actions does he think he has versus the actions that he's willing to take to be the hero guy, but not even the hero guy, but just the guy who gets to like, he keeps talking about getting the big fish. Now he's not interested in the small fish, but then he also just keeps telling Kichol to get out of, he's like big fish, get out of the ocean or whatever. And it's like, to what end what is what are your real goals i don't understand his character i'm not going to lie i do not understand why he's willing to go to the lengths he is why he what he's doing what the plan is if he's just a gangster in a cop uniform definitely I, I, that Yeah, definitely that. But I guess I just don't understand why or what he's getting out of it. And so I do not know how it plays out if he finds out that Junmo is an undercover cop. Because you'd think that... So obviously, like, if he's a normal cop, he backs off. Like, he's like, oh, shit, I have been really fucking things up. Uh Uh-huh. But at the same time, it's like... He's not a normal cop. He has no
0: normal thinking patterns.
1: Yeah, yeah. But does he go after June Mo? Like, cause he can't arrest him. He's not like the big fish, right? So he, does he just kill him? Like it, he, that's probably it, right? He just kills him. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only solution. I don't know what else he does because I don't understand. Yeah. Any of his mentality or what his goals are or how he would react. I do not know. I, I do not understand him.
0: Yeah. Not at all. I have no idea what he would do with that information. I hope we don't have to find out. I assume we do, yeah. but like, it seems unnecessary for him to find out that June Mo's undercover until after when June Mo gets all his awards, right?
1: Yeah, that would be great. At that point, I'm like, maybe he still kills him, though.
0: Maybe we should skip episode 11 and just watch episode 12 to save us some
1: stress. Just no context finale. <laughs> no context Where's finale. Where's Mo.
0: Is he even in this episode? Oh, he, he died? He died? Hongmi, <laughs> you killed him? That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay, well, don't worry about that part. We're going right into the finale. What happens to Wee Jong? Um, also, what was up with the cliffhanger? Our boy, Jungbae, is back and seems to yeah. know something about Wee Jong. He's like, I knew that cop would be bad news. And I'm like, "Um, nothing's been revealed yet, sir. What
1: information do you have that we do not have? Yeah. I am wondering. I don't know. I don't know. What if. So it, I think it plays out one of two ways. Way one. He is here. Yeah. Because he's got actual substantial proof on what's going on with the undercover stuff. And we And that is terrible. But cute. Like but he cute. wants to still save his bro. Yeah, flip side of that, though, he's pissed, and he's trying to... He's making some kind of power move, or maybe That's what it seems
0: like with the chair and the lighting and the ominous
1: music. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna... But I'm trying to figure out how he might be... How he could fuck things up, right? Because, I don't know. I don't know what his deal is. Yeah, I guess, like...
0: Thinking back to the comment, if he's like, this is my moment for taking over, he could narc on everyone and try and get everyone who's there arrested. I don't know. It doesn't (laughs) seem like a good plan. Uh -uh. (sighs) Uh-uh. But, you know, if you sold out, Wee Jung, if she was an actual dirty cop who is in love genuinely with Gichol and was willing to do anything to hide his crimes... That'd be a pretty big secret to sell the government. Oh man. Like, it's worth a shot if that's if you want to get rid of Gichol, but I don't know. Oh, it seems such got a so dumb stressed. plan. <laughs>
1: yeah. I just got so stressed though, because yeah, what if he
0: how could he have found something out? There's gotta be there's gotta be something there. I'm telling you, we
1: skip the next episode. We just gotta we can't watch the next we episode. Can. We've just gotta watch the finale. It's I cannot too wait. Tense a whole hour before i get to the finale
0: i guess we could watch the finale first and then go back and watch episodes <laughs> so that we're like we know what happens here's who survives here does here's who doesn't like the tension is off
1: yeah it's like reading the last chapter of a book first so that you can comfortably get to the <laughs> end. i've never what done I- it but it's got to be good I feel like I have done it, but I couldn't tell you the book. But I feel like there have been times when I've been like, I can't. So, I will I cannot deal with the pressure, so I will read like the final paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fair.
0: Yeah. I used to do that with K-dramas, but it was more <clears throat> to skip the boring parts
1: where I would just watch the first four and the last four episodes, middle eight, yeah. not as great. Not that important. I think that the thing about that is especially K-dramas, I will say they don't feel quite as formulaic anymore. There's still a certain amount, like a certain formula to them, but there used to be almost like a template. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there used to be like a template that they would follow where it's like you can skip certain epi- like You can pretty much... You're watching a 16-episode K-drama, you can skip 13 and 14, no problem. No you problem. You know what's going to happen. They're yeah. going to break up, there's going
0: to be a time skip,
1: they're going to get back
0: together. It's fine. Yep.
1: Um, but they're a little less formulaic. Now, you know that like the finale is going to be wild, but maybe maybe the second-to-last episode is wild. Maybe it's just kind of weird. It's. I always think of... Um, it's funny because it does follow like the the template or whatever, but uh, Descendants of the Sun, where there is the second to last episode, I want to say, is like a new storyline, <laughs> like different show, <laughs> different show entirely. Um, and so that would be tough to try and skip Fair. around. Um, but there were boring episodes in a time jump, so. <laughs> We won't. Sorry, spoilers. We'll, we'll go
0: watch them in, in order. We'll be back here next week.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, are we ready for housekeeping? Yeah, we just gotta do our thank yous first. <gasps> yeah, so Spotify Wrapped came out, uh, so we we wanted to take some time to, um, specifically like shout out honestly all of our listeners. We talked about this a little bit in the uh, in the pre-show ramble that we publish on patreon but then we were like okay well our spotify listeners may or may not be on patreon and we want to be sure to thank our spotify listeners because they're in the you know spotify wrapped they're the ones contributing to those numbers but also all of our listeners because we have watched we don't do this podcast for pretty much any money we i don't even know that we break even necessarily um But it's so worth it because it's really cool to connect with everyone. And it's really cool to watch the podcast grow. And thank you to everyone. And thank you to Spotify. Because even though there's a lot of problems with that funky little app, it's cool that they give us a place that we can see and connect with the people who have contributed to this little community and listening to this podcast.
0: Yeah, because like Raquel said, we just do it for fun. We do it for free. It's just been a hobby and we've never advertised we've never really put ourselves out there on the internet because we're giant cowards so it it's all thanks to you guys that we keep getting new listeners and it's so exciting and so weird and really really cool so thank you to everyone wherever you listen for listening to our podcast here's to (laughs) another year we're gonna stick around pretty much forever so thank you
1: yeah, thank you so much. And also, um, thank you to the 13 people who we are their <laughs> top podcast, because that is insane to me. That's, That's insane. Wild. That's so wonderful. There's 13 best friends that we have out there.
0: Who listen to us the most out yeah. of any podcast? That's Oh, I,
1: there's some really good ones out there. If you guys need <laughs> recommendations, <laughs> let me know. If you need better
0: podcasts, <laughs> we've got some recommendations for you. But thank you. Thank you all for, for picking our podcast. Thank you. Yeah, oh, thank I can't you. Get over
1: it. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for um, being here. If you want podcast recommendations, you can reach <laughs> us at playonkpodcast at gmail.com.
0: If you want to find us on social media where we don't post anything, we're on <laughs> Instagram at playonkpodcast, on Twitter at playonk, and on TikTok
1: at emily. Yeah, if you want to support the podcast um, financially, monetarily, we do have a Patreon. It's pretty chill over there. We just post a little bit of extra bonus pre-show rambles, which may or may not be interesting, but it's just like extra time to hang out and chit chat and talk about what's going on and give updates and stuff, mostly just like weird life updates. Anyway, that's all at p- patreon.com slash playonk. We
0: also have a website where you can find a button that'll lead you directly to our Patreon. You can find all of our episodes and leave comments directly on them. And you can find links to our affiliates, which are businesses that we are kind of partnered with that if you want to sign up for them using our links, we'll get a little kickback from that. And that's. A super great way to help us. That's all at PlanK.com.
1: Yeah, and then we also have wherever you listen to us, be it Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to us, it helps other K-drama podcast listeners find us.
0: Yeah, we will see you next week with the finale of The Worst of Evil. Yeah, K. bye. K. bye. Bye Bye-bye.